Hey, welcome back to Across the Pond, a Premier League podcast hosted by Americans and some. Tonight, we've got a special episode, and it's to honor and introduce, although late, one of the integral members of Across the Pond, Eric Italiano. This is Chris speaking, joined alongside Jess up in Pennsylvania somewhere, Miles, Eric, somewhere in the New York metropolitan area. How is everyone doing tonight? Doing great, Chris. It's good to be back on the show. It's been some time, I think. It has been. Yeah, I remember... I. The last time, maybe, Eric, we were all together after a Champions League final. Chris was popping champagne in a hotel lobby. <laughs> it was a good day. It was a good time. That was also the first time that we met in person. And what a day that was, back when we, we could go out to bars and watch games and do things like that. Feels like a distant memory. Well, today's today's show is really focused on Eric, so we want you all to know about Eric, know why Eric's important to the show, and and if if you follow us on Twitter already, then you then you know Eric pretty well. Whether or not you know him by uh, name and face or just by his tweets, uh, Eric does lead our Twitter efforts and. For the most part, responsible for most of the jokes. I mean, all of mine are duds, but we're going to talk about the Twitter. He mops up after you on Twitter. <laughs> He's deleting mine. <laughs> we're going to talk about Eric and his relationship with football, with the Premier League. We've got a lot of the hard-hitting questions that we hit all our guests with, so we're excited to dive into those. Jess, I know, has been digging through the internet. She's got the spiders locked and loaded. She's been in the Reddit threads, the dark web, you name it. I'll let Jess get into those details. So we've got we've got all the dirt, so we'll bring that forward into the light. Miles, I don't know what you have in store for us. I've got a few, but I, I think to start... Bro, I got handwritten notes ready to go. I got my notes. I've been taking notes. To start, though, let's talk. Let's talk about Eric and ATP's relationship with Eric and how this came to be. So, Eric, can you tell us a little bit about how you even discovered ATP and how we sort of joined forces? Well, Chris, I think you found me, bro. We were just saying it's been three years or so. Um, I think I came on board January 2018, and I had found across the pond on Twitter because I had, and this is funny story i had tweeted at katie nolan just trying to flirt with her i guess and she got back to me and i guess my tweet sort of blew up a bit like it got some likes because i guess who followed her saw it and one of those likes was from atp and then at the time on my page i had a i had a blog post that i wrote this was 2017 so it was about what prem club i think Pulisic would be best on and this was at a time where I was trying to get into the game more despite playing my whole life I didn't really watch much so Chris I guess liked that tweet I reached out to him you know I think you guys have got a cool thing going on here's what I do I make bad jokes online I think I could make some good bad jokes for us and now three years have passed and I've got a group of genuinely good football friends that I haven't really had in my life thus far because I played my whole life, but I never really engaged with the game in a way that I have since joining y'all. You weren't tweeting your teammates at five in the morning to talk about games. <laughs> well, this this was, I mean, I was in high school from uh, 2011 to 2015. So like Twitter and stuff wasn't really a thing. The Premier League wasn't 
as easy to watch as it is now. I didn't have a team at the time. Like I played the sport, but I didn't love the sport. It was only once I stopped playing that I realized how much I miss it and how much I should have taken it more seriously at the time. Eric, we all want to know two questions. One, what position did you play? Mm-hmm. And two, what player would you describe your playing style most oh. like? We all know Chris. Chris is like a be respectful. Zambrata, like be respectful, uh, Matarazzi, who's the like baddest <laughs> tackler on the Italian team. So that's Chris right there. So I played everybody. I uh, I played on the right wing. Back in my youth, I was quite fast. I was tough, scrappy. I could put in a good cross, could play a good pass. Couldn't really shoot much. Didn't have much in terms of skill. But I was the guy that gave like the pregame speeches, the halftime speeches. So there was oh. a lot. So there was the a Harry lot of- Kane. <laughs> Not quite. No, no. They, they were better than that. I like to think. But uh, so I would like to say what I did well was sort of, I was a very North and South guy. I wasn't going East and West. I was going forward and that was sort of it. Can I ask a a qualifying question that might help narrow things down? Did you oil your arms before games? Because this will help me sort of pinpoint who you might be. I don't know if you've seen these arms, but there's not much there to uh, grab. I I didn't need to at the time. In terms of a Premier League player that I would compare myself to, you're looking at a mid-table winger, <laughs> probably not scoring a lot of goals, but is involved in the play and involved in the heart of the team. I don't know if you guys can think of one off the top of your head. Uh-oh, I think I got one. Yeah, let's uh, hear it. I think that. I got one. I think I think this oh, might be... Oh, don't say, don't say Towns. It might don't be terrible dare. for our relationship. <laughs> That is who I was thinking about. <laughs> Let's. Well, okay, here's another qualifying question. Eric, when you shot the ball at the net, did you sky the ball or did it go no, at the net? See, I could place it. Okay. I, I, I had a good foot. I could put the ball where I wanted to put it, but I couldn't do it with power. Okay. So if I was shooting, I was going to try and curl it. A power shot of mine would go wide left or, or wide right. I, I would say my strongest strength, other than just my will, was my passing. Maybe like a Dan James, Stuart Downing. <laughs> yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah. It was all, it was pace, pace, crossing, toughness. And that was about it. Mm, you're, you're like an Aaron Lennon, basically. And, 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 <laughs> and it sucks because I was, and I'm sure you, I don't know if you guys get this vibe from knowing me, but I was sort of the team clown for a lot of my life. I hated practice. Saturday mornings, whatever. Just couldn't stand it. Uh, I am a very ADD person, so... Practice in and of itself was very hard for me. But by the are time you, I got, are you laying on the ground while your teammates can do setups? <laughs> oh, I was a disaster. I mean, uh, as a, as a kid, I was a menace, just an absolute menace. But then as I got older, and mainly once I became like seventeen, and our high school team was like ours, like it was me and my homies that I grew up with my whole life. That is when I really started to have a passion for playing. Still to this day, it's been 10 years. I wished I had taken it more seriously then, knowing how much I would miss that competitive feeling of fighting for what's yours with your team. Eric, now you uh, you mentioned to us that you came late to the game about choosing a team. You know, we all have uh, crazy origin stories about, you know, how we arrived at our Premier League team, our favorite team, just how she arrived at no team. How did you come to become a, a Liverpool supporter? As I've told you guys a few times, I think the biggest bridge and why people in the U.S. struggle to connect with the sport is because they can't find a team to genuinely root for. It feels, to me, 
disingenuous to just pick one out of a hat. And that was sort of always the wall for me. Like I couldn't really get invested in the way that I would football where I root for the Jets, baseball where I root for the Mets. So my sporting fandom is a miserable, miserable time, except for the uh, Reds. Bless your heart. My, My dad got a job for a company based there. So he would go two or three times a year. And that was all I remotely needed was, oh, okay, my dad now works for a Liverpool company, so that's my team. And this was Mo Salah's first season. So I got in. So I got in right before I was just a blatant front-running loser. Well, (laughs) I got in on on just – I bought the stock just at the right time. I mean, Salah tried to get into Liverpool earlier too. It just didn't work out. So, and this was the and and this was the first year that I crossed paths with y'all as well. So once I found the team, I started watching. I started to engage in the content around the sport, and it was like a floodgate for me. Now, this is my favorite sport by a mile. Go ahead. No, I'm very. I'm curious about how. Be, you know, I'm a fan of some lovable losers, not very successful sports teams, and I'm very curious about how being a Mets Jets fan has impacted your love of sports overall, perhaps like, do you watch other sports? Do you love them? Is that dead to you? Well, so I grew up a NFL fan, like big Mm -hmm. time. Uh, You know, you could ask me any player or stat and I would know it, but around the same time that I started to move towards our football was this was around 2016. So there was a lot of talk about kneeling for the flag mm-hmm. and peep and uh, the CTE and concussions were really just sucking the joy out of a sport for me that was already difficult to root for because my team isn't good. So in that sense, how it's impacted, how, like how I root, this is the one good team I have. So I put yeah. all of my shit talking into <laughs> these guys. <laughs> I feel like I it also, yeah, helps you. Like you, you understand the loyalty though of sports too, because it's like you don't of just get co- well, to abandon your teams because they're bad. Of course, they're yours, growing up, and that's growing it. up, growing up around New New York in the late '90s when you got right. Derek Jeter and <laughs> the Yankees being incredible, and right. then choosing the Mets <laughs> can only be done out, out of love. And I remember it was the. 2000 World Series. The, the Subway Mets. Series. Yep. And as a kid, I'm like, Jeter, Yankees, yay. But my dad's from Queens. He's a Mets <laughs> guy through and through. And I remember at that moment, not enjoying rooting against my dad at all. And then I thought, thought to myself, if you're rooting against your father, like if you're not rooting for the same team as your dad, then what's the point of this shit? Why, why, are, like, why are we really watching this stuff? It is <laughs> once I got into soccer, I bought me and my dad a kit trying to build that sort of. So I guess what rooting for bad teams has taught me is that it could sound corny, but sports are about extending that sort of generation to generation bond and good or bad. You just got to mm-hmm. ride it through. And Agreed. I'm glad now that I have a good team. To do that with. <laughs> All right, so Eric, you're from New Jersey. Some of yes, us are uh, East Coast based, and we can we can pick out those accents. You're you're clearly from Northern New Jersey. Uh, Why? Wayne. Because I don't say phone <laughs> and boggle. Wayne, New what Jersey, a- I believe, which yes, is uh, it's home of the lawn ornament store that inspired the Fountains of Wayne band name. <laughs> it is, and I've been to that <laughs> wow. store. It's, it's like an outdoor uh, garden store. That has fountains or had fountains at some point. And they aren't from Wayne. They just drove by and thought, oh, that's a cool name. (laughs) (laughs) That's insane. Um, It's also home of the cult for which the Preakness Stakes 
is named. There was a horse named Preakness that was from yep. Wayne, New Jersey. Yep. That and won. there is a Preakness Mall, which I okay. spent a lot of my youth years at. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Also, as we learned this past weekend, it's the hometown of Pellegrino Matarazzo. The head coach yep. of Stuttgart. Stuttgart, baby. So my your newfound, new your new club. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, tell us about your newfound love of the Bundesliga. <laughs> well, as I said, what's always biggest wall for me to really invest in a team or a sport is all I just need is a connection. And the German league, I would say, is probably the next best behind the e- EPL. So I've always wanted to engage in that sport, but I just don't feel right just choosing a team. So once I found out that this coach, who is a good coach, Stuttgart's in yeah, he brought the them top up. six or seven right they were, now. They were in the Zweite Bundesliga. Once I found out that he was from not just my state, but from my town, that's it right there. That's sort of all I need. So I asked <laughs> you, great. Jess, what is the come on, lads, of German? It's Alf Gates. Alf got Stuttgart. Alf Gates. Alf Gates. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Stuttgart. Wait, we need, we need exactly. Eric, we need to hear a chant. We need to hear you chant it. Well, Alf they, Gates. they have chants, but each Bundesliga team has its own like anthem that they all sing before songs. And they're, they tend to be like really corny and they'll have people playing electric guitars. And so I'm sure there's a Stuttgart song that Actually, I will find. Fun fact about German League I had a friend who doesn't care about the sport at all, but he was in. Berlin last summer just on his own seeing the world and he went to a RB Leipzig Frankfurt game and came away in love yeah he had never cared about the sport ever and saw (laughs) Frankfurt beat Leipzig yeah who were top at the time Mm -hmm. uh and they won that game 2-0 and he was like I have never been to anything remotely close to that in my life and he was, was like, big. and he was like, I get it now. I totally get it. Now. Yeah. Plus, the the all Bundesliga teams are. You would think that they hate Bayern Munich the most because they win all the time. No. But no, Leipzig and Hoffenheim are like everyone's community <laughs> absolutely hates them. They will boycott going to their away games. So it's a great any game when a team is playing Leipzig. So now that I have that, you know, I am going to engage in that league yeah. more. For sure, it's fun. A lot of fun players. A lot of Americans, but yeah. you, get, you get a lot of youth coming and coming from different places that that you get in the Premier League. So I, I love it. I love Does the USMNT have guys on that squad or? Leipzig? On Frankfurt? No, Stuttgart. Oh, on Stuttgart. Uh, I don't think so right now. Oh, because that would be. But keep an eye out. Pellegrino bringing him over. What, and he, where's this guy been? He came out of nowhere or? Well, no, no, no. Hold on. He came out of Wayne. <laughs> Let's make that clear. Yeah, wait, wait. <laughs> Whose side are you on, Eric? <laughs> Eric, one of the things that, that you know, we often talk about that you bring to the table in uh, across the pond text thread, which we will not share the intimate details of that thread. But Eric, you're you're always you always got the latest on the lines, on the betting lines, on on what's going on in the the, the betting world and and how it's related to sports and et cetera. And as you know, you joined a, a famous podcast that won won many dollars on the the Leicester Premier League winnings which we won't get into those details cuz Miles is on the line but but Eric I I'm I'm curious to know how soccer betting specifically Premier League if you can how that differs from other sports betting like like what's number one what's way, fascinating the, to you uh the fact that you're betting a, about three outcomes and not two in most sports that we know one one team could win and one can lose this sport, there are three outcomes, which makes your odds better. So you could bet on good teams 
and get somewhat decent odds because not only do they have to not lose, but they have to not draw as well. So like betting the tie, you'll always get good odds on that because trying to predict a draw in any given match is very hard. So I think it's a good place to start if you don't want to bet that much. This sport is kind of built for that because you could bet on draws or first goal, goal scorer. Every time the Reds play, I more or less bet on Mo to score first. Oh. And that usually hits more than half the time. So there are ways to do well. There are ways to not do well. Like today, Man U was favored by a goal and a half. So they would have had to win by two goals. And it looks like they were going to cruise to that. But of course, they give mm-hmm. up a late weak goal. And then that bet, bet's a loss. So I think bottom line sort of is the opportunity to get paid well is higher, but it's also harder to choose the Mm. outcome because it's a very fickle sport. One bounce there, one foul here. The whole game could change. VAR. VAR, which which has lost me multiple dollars over the last few years. Do you you bet on Premier League games that Liverpool isn't involved in? So just like I said, how fandom is a bridge to enjoy the sport, Mm-hmm. betting is too it could be two teams that i don't care about yeah. at all but if i yeah. place a bet on that game i am the biggest west Brom <laughs> or derby county fan you've ever seen in your life and there's a genuine thrill to that having a having a random tuesday game be as thrilling as any sporting match that you've watched is exciting when it goes your way what i want to know what the worst sports bet you've ever placed yeah. is if you're, if you can talk, no, I can, it's not but too there's painful. just so many, there's just so <laughs> many. How, how could I pick one? Um, okay. Ready? This is a really good, good bet or good in the sense that it was bad. The Merseyside Derby where Divock scored in the end. Oh, off the, oh. When it, off the, the bar, the double doink. I the meant Air to Pickford. take, I meant, I meant <laughs> to take the over two and a half goals in that game, put it in wrong, put in the under two and a half goals. Did you realize that at the time or not? I did. I did. I did. So I was like, Oh, all right. I've got it now. Double out my like double down on the bet that I did want. There was one goal scored it in that game. So if I had just went down the path that the gambling gods tried to lead me towards, I would have been fine. That's how I feel in prediction league every week. (laughs) You know, this was a (laughs) devastating week. I think Jess, you said you got three points. I got three points as well. So bad. Slaughter. Can't wait to see who's leading our next (laughs) monthly meeting. But Eric, you know, it is true. We do get, uh, you know, suddenly you'll be very passionate about something in the text thread. And then, you know, you'll later say, Hey, sorry guys, I had a bet on, on this game. So it is interesting when we see you get, uh, you know, worked up about something and recently (laughs) you got very worked up so worked up in fact that i honestly i was just scrolling through my instagram chris has pointed out jose Mourinho's a good follow so you know i did the new york times pointed out that he's a good follow did they oh (laughs) they wrote a whole uh, all the news Yeah, well, good. Chris was before them, though. So, Chris, I'll give you Jess, credit. Jess was before me. I think she was tagging me in his IG oh, post really? oh, months once ago. That, once that homeown showed up, I was all <laughs> well, in. Long story short, find Jose Mourinho's post about the Liverpool game. And who do I see has commented on Mourinho's <laughs> post? 
Which is not something I ever do. I am not a commenter. I'm not a comment guy. Yo, Eric was in every channel. Not only was he tweeting and texting, he was on Pinterest, posting boards, LinkedIn, LinkedIn, connecting connecting with Jose. Hey, dude, (laughs) I'd like to connect about a few things. Without, Yeah, I'd like to connect so I could tell you how much of an asshole I think you are. Um, We have just, without getting into the weeds too much, we have just lived through four years of a highly egotistical man wanting to live in his own world with his own facts. And I'm tired of that shit. <laughs> and Jose trying to pretend like the Reds half our squad is not hurt and trying to pretend like his Spurs team was not a UCL final team the year before he got there and trying to pretend and then saying it to Klopp that the best team won, it goes beyond mind games to me. And it becomes like this dude is just a just an asshole. And I'm tired of us giving him slack because he, is, he also 10 has years your ago, because ten years ago it worked. What's your first memory of Jose of knowing who Jose Mourinho is or finding out who he is? Where was he coaching? So, so, Good so I, what ridiculous had, thing was he doing? Like I said, I had because I played the sport my whole life, I was generally aware of what was going on. I knew who he was before I really dove into my love of the game, but this is 2017, 18. He's at Man U and they finished in second place. But I just remember that towards the end of his run there, even if you weren't a fan of the club, it felt miserable and depressing. Everything that came up about them Mm -hmm. was just a drag. His old shtick isn't, doesn't fly in this world. Period. The end. And I know it is ridiculous for me to get that mad about it, but he does want to live by his own set of facts and truths. And I think we, we've gotten to a point where we can't let th- those people continue to live in their world. Yeah, Eric, I love it. You you and Arsene Wenger join <laughs> rivalry against Mourinho. My real question. It's, it's a society. Is, yeah. What is your next move? What Dude, is that, your next move? Yeah. I mean, that's coming with the burners. Well, well, I'm sure he's on parlor, probably, right? Oh no, Eric, <laughs> come on, dude, let's not go there. I, I do, you know, because because no, I don't know. Look, man, I, <laughs> I, I, it's one thing for him to have his boastful ways and, and his snide ways, but it's just the him trying to determine the world that we all live in he can't do that he's not allowed to do that just because he says so it doesn't mean it it is i am so glad you said that eric and and because of your passion behind this scenario we have a little game to play today i've got a little fun game and i've had my moments with Mourinho, but you know i i've grown to love him i i think jesse miles may be there as well but but I'm, well, you, I'm ki- you guys make a great point that he's good for the game he may not be good for your team but he's good for the game no, for he's sure. insane. He is absolutely insane. <laughs> he is an asshole. He knows it, but he knows exactly what he's doing. And as someone who's been a neutral, like I would hate um, if he was coaching my team. I would hate if I was a fan of a team that had to play against him a few times a season. But it, like, take all that away, and you're just like, man, this is such. It's good entertainment, but you're you're not wrong that it teeters on being something more dangerous. But because it's this world of, of and because he's football, a sport so. coach, there's no real yeah. risk of it being quote unquote dangerous but his personality traits are ones that most people categorize as not okay <laughs> and that's just that simple so we're gonna play a little game you know i i just want to maybe 
See if you really know it. I want to. I want to see him or cloth. Right? Yeah, that, exactly. That That's exactly okay. what's coming. So I'm you know, nail it. is Mourinho really that different? See if you recognize the content these two are putting out. <laughs> the content. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> the content. So first up, one day somebody will punch you. <laughs> that's so difficult. Was that's that so was that Jose one. Mourinho or Klopp? I mean, that's pretty. That's, that's Klopp. That's Klopp. That was Jose Mourinho. Wow. <laughs> Miles just somebody somebody track. That's tracked. not about. But see, that's a, that's that's a weak one because hey, it's not about him. He's I, talking to somebody else. Don't shoot the messenger, Eric. Don't shoot the messenger. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jose is a tiny guy. This, I, I didn't think he would threaten someone with violence. That seems more of a he said, move. he said someone will punch you. This one it speaks to their you know ability to create analogies and, and be a little colorful in their language. We are a little horse, a horse that still needs milk and to learn how to jump. Is that Klopp or Mourinho? Klopp. That was also Jose Mourinho. <laughs> I remember that one. I remember yeah, that I remember That was that about one. Man United, I think, right? Bringing back some memories. Yeah. Peter and Che are scarred from that. We're a little horse. See, I went with, with Klopp there because that sounds like a very broken Tra- translation English type of thing. Yeah. Is this one Jose Mourinho or Klopp? It's not important how we play. If you have a Ferrari and I have a small car, to beat you in a race, I have to break your wheel or put sugar in your tank. Break. That is Jose. That is Jose. That's yep. correct. All right. All right. We've got one of three. Because he's the only one who would think like that. I've got to break your shit for, for me to do well. Yep. And I'm going to say that before the game so that it's on everyone's minds. <laughs> this one is on sex the night before matches. My players sleep in double rooms the night before the match. I hope that nothing happens. Klopp. That's Jurgen Klopp. Now, uh, th- here's, here's another one. We've got two more. Maybe, maybe relevant to, to uh, this week's action. The best team lost. After they scored, only one team played. The other one just defended for the whole game. That, that's Klopp. That was Jose Mourinho. Oh, <laughs> Miles is shocked. Yeah, I mean, look. I thought that was Klopp too. This man just plays the game. He just plays the game. Yeah, but Chris, you're you you are picking very muted quotes. <laughs> if you were to take Jose at his most hey, Jose-ness, it wouldn't be. And I'm Eric. fine with his run-of-the-mill crap, but like, Eric, if you have ahead. a if you have a complaint, Eric, you can comment on my Instagram. I'll send you the link. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, okay, last one. Of course, of course I'm trolling you with these, but last one. Uh if they made a film of my life, I think they should get George Clooney Joe to Zach. play me. Joe Zach. I remember that one. I remember that one. I remember that one. Oh well. I just say I've watched that movie. George got three Clooney. Of them. That's a pretty good casting. I'm not even gonna hate on them for that. In terms of looks and age, that's a pretty good casting. He's gotta get the accent though. He's gotta get the accent. And the but slow will speech. Will there ever be a Jose show or film? Yeah. Is he a yeah, big he'll, enough character? He'll commission it. Yeah. <laughs> you know that yeah. He, he, yeah, there will be. Maybe ATP gets into film. Why don't we take a quick break? And when we come back, we've got more questions for you, Eric. We've got rapid fire questions and more shortly. Just saying, the mood at ATP definitely brightened. 
As Liverpool did well, and Man U started to do poorly. Just, just, Actually, just imagine a chat where it's just Jacob and I arguing for hours. Yeah. That's what it was. I can. It's not that hard to imagine. <laughs> All right, y'all, we're back. And, and for this latter part of the show, uh, this is what we call sort of the rapid-fire round where we're going to hit Eric with a bunch of hard-hitting questions, random questions, questions that may be relevant to only him. And I'm curious to know how he's going to answer these. Eric, for your awareness, we can't get the long-winded explanations. Sometimes we need a yes or no answer. Sometimes there is no right answer. You just have to pick the lesser of two evils. And a lot of different flavors. So we're going to start with Jess. Jess, what do you got for us? Yeah, I got a New Jersey one. Taylor ham or pork roll? Oh, man. Taylor ham. Because I'm from north, so it's north-south. Uh, pork roll is south, and then ham is north. We're talking Jersey food products here. If you, if <laughs> Which I actually just ate. I just cooked today. Oh, wow. It's amazing. <laughs> very high in salt, but very good. That's a, there's an extremely contentious uh, divide in New Jersey over there is, salt. Because also it's sort of like it's sort of like pork roll is what the meat is. Taylor ham is the brand name. So it's like when you go to eat Burger King, you aren't saying I'm going to get a cheeseburger. You're saying I'm going to Burger King. So in this case, Taylor ham is Burger King. Got it. Ground beef is pork roll. Got it. Let's see how our Twitter mentions do after this. <laughs> yeah, I got some Star Wars ones for you, Eric. Uh-huh. Uh, we know because you know. It, well, the listeners don't know, but Star Wars features heavily in our group chat. So before we jump into just Star one. Wars, though, just a quick, quick shameful plug for oh, Eric and okay. and his his movie podcast. Uh, oh. Eric does have a movie podcast, but I want to steal a thunder. So in my day job, I work for a site called brobible.com where I am our movie TV guy and I host a podcast where we sort of cover big ticket Marvel, Star Wars, Netflix type things. It's at post cred pod, like post credit scene uh, at post cred pod. We have been covering the Mandalorian a ton, which ends this week. Chris, I don't know if you're caught up or not, but I'm hyped. Uh, So yeah, post cred pod. Thank you, man. So Eric, Favorite Star Wars character? Mando. What? Across the universe? Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, I'm a new age guy. I uh, I think the OG3, I didn't see them young enough. So, like, I was aware that they looked old by the time that I saw them. Yeah. So I didn't really connect to those. The ones that came out in the early 2000s when I was at the right Star Wars age were awful. You pinned, so me, as a, really... you pinned me as a Hayden Christensen lover. I'm <laughs> 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 kidding. <laughs> Like, I think that Rogue One is the best Star Wars film, and it hasn't been until these last few years that I really started to enjoy that world. So, yeah, Mando. Love it. Okay. R2-D2 or C-3PO? Ooh. R2. C-3PO that, that's talks, easy one. Talk, talks way, that's easy way one. too much noise. <laughs> oh, that man. is easy. Okay, this might be a deep cut then, d- based okay. on what you just said, but Han Solo or Luke Skywalker? Uh, Han, right? If you're going to be one guy in this entire world, it's Han. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Tweet first, ask later. That's my yeah. kind of guy. That is my yeah. kind of guy. Tweet first and then think about it. <laughs> I, I really do think if you're if you're a Han Solo fan, though, you're really just a Harrison Ford fan because so many scenes in Indiana Jones, he's acting like Han Solo and vice versa. I actually <laughs> just don't think that Luke is that cool. <laughs> At all. Very, this is true. He's not. He, he's not. He's going to the power t- station to get some Tashi converters or the Tashi <laughs> station to get some power converters. Uh, okay, I got two more. Two more for you real quick ones. Uh, Darth Vader or Darth Maul? Oh, that's a good one. Darth Vader is arguably one of the greatest American film villains of all time. So you just have to pick him. 
Maul didn't get the okay. But Darth Maul goes hard. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> he goes hard in the paint with that two sided blade. Forget about it, man. Yeah, he's got the two sided with that in the scene in Episode One where he busts out the second side oh, for his lightsaber. Like, could you imagine? Oh, shit. Could, could you imagine like being hyped up for Star Wars to come back for those fifteen years and you see that trailer and he busts out the double sword? I, I would have lost my mind. And then to be so let down by the final product. <laughs> Brutal. That's real. Brutal. It's real. Okay, now going to the cute side. Baby Yoda or the Ewoks? Oh, oh. Baby Yoda. Aww. Baby Yoda. It's my guy right there. Or Grogu, which we do not acknowledge <laughs> on this podcast. But to, to stick with the movie theme, Eric, best movie sequel ever. Wow. Oh, th- this is easy. The Dark Knight. That's a good one, yeah. I, I would probably agree with that. Well, is, for me, that's for me. I'm sure there's some, you know, film fans out there that'll say God, Godfather Part Two, but for me, it's The Dark Knight. Why is Keanu Reeves terrible at acting? Because he's good at everything else. <laughs> oh, God. Look, man, he has. If you look about it, starts with Point Break, Speed, and then he goes on to do Matrix, and now he's doing John Wick. So that's a 30ish year run of being a A-list star, and. If John Wick keeps going at this rate, he may go down as the greatest action star of his time. Straight up. I'm a little disappointed you left out his appearance as uh, Buddha. Siddhartha, maybe? Oh, I don't, yeah. You're right. He play, I don't remember the name of it. Yeah, but, uh, the story, but dude, story of Siddhartha. <laughs> Point Break, Speed. I mean, they, these, are, these are classics. He's also in Youngblood, the Rob Lowe hockey movie. I believe he plays a French-Canadian <laughs> goalkeeper. Hardball? That's my personal favorite uh, Can- Keanu Reeves role the guy who is like the head of the mcu says that they reach out to him for pretty much every film that they make just like begging him come on board (laughs) just to show up do a cameo yeah amazing all right i've got another new jersey one bruce springsteen or bon jovi bruce if you ask anybody (laughs) if you ask out of a group of 10 you would get eight to say bruce Shit, he took his glasses off so. to say that. <laughs> <laughs> he was very serious about what he just said. Well, I have a, I have a take that Bruce and the E Street Band, that's a key part, is one of, is probably the best American band of all They're time. Amazing. Ooh, okay. Because if you think about rock and roll bands, a lot of them are Brits. But in terms of American bands, I really think you could make a case for Bruce. I saw him and the E Street Band play in concert they were were touring the river it was three and a half hours no opener amazing it didn't stop he like so jealous before the encore he like kind of sponge bathed himself off at the back of the stage but then just went right back so like how old how old was he at this time this was only like five years ago yeah yeah so uh, he's old and he's still like yeah we're gonna play three and a half hours it was incredible (laughs) seeing seeing him live once the world goes back to the way that it was seeing him live is one of my biggest goals absolutely I got some quick fire questions for you, Eric, about Liverpool. Bobby or VVD? Virgil. Oh. Big In Virg. terms of what? In terms of who I am Just more of a you fan, like fan of? Just pick. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this is fucked up. This is as hard as I, I've had to think the whole time. I'm going to say Bobby because I could relate more to being the odd man out to being than to being the sort of elite blue chipper. Bobby's a little more zany, a little more out there, which I definitely like. Like I read a post on him today that he spends most of his time reading the Bible and playing piano. Oh my Roberto god. Roberto Firmino, who's got hand tats and neck tats, so I find him to be fascinating. 
one of the more fun characters in the Prem. So, yeah, him. Yeah, he's got that the bright smile too. And he one... just scored the winner against Spurs this week, so why not? That's true. Okay, I got one more for you to complete the attacking lineup. Mo or Mane? Mo, because as I said at the top of this podcast, my first season was that year that he scored like 40 goals or something absurd. And it was to a point where I just started to watch club ball to the extent that I do now. And I was like, is it normal for somebody to score pretty much every time they touch the ball? Like every time it went yeah. to his feet, he was <laughs> automatic. I, I, We haven't seen anything like that since. I don't know when we will, but that first season – Mo's goal scoring combined with Klopp combined with my final, like I finally had a personal connection to a team. That sort of trio right there is what brought me here now. I'm going to pile on the, the Liverpool question. I've got another one to follow. Uh, when will, uh, when will your favorite player Shakiri play a Liverpool game next? If you had to, if you had to put money on it, address this, if you wanted to put money on it, I want to address the Shaq thing because I feel like it's been overblown. <laughs> And solely because of Chris. Have you met us? And and Jacob. And Jacob. The basis <laughs> the basis of this all started was his first year, those first few games, we weren't scoring as freely as we did the previous 17, 18 year. And Shaq, anytime I had saw him, I had first started to watch football, the Euros and the World Cups before club. So anytime I'd see him playing for the Swiss, he was doing something incredible. Yo, I saw so him when, score that game winner against Serbia. Exactly. Oh, really? Live? I was there. Saw, yeah, that yeah. was wild. I mean, he is he is elite player. So when we weren't scoring goals and when Klopp moved to, to the 4-2-3-1 and put Mo on top, I was simply a fan of that. But you have somehow twisted my words into <laughs> making me seem like I run the Shaq fan club which is just Eric that's part game. of your initiation I, to cross yeah, the pond I, I'm gonna have to get disable. your words twisted yeah I'm gonna disable my Instagram comments because you all hear where this is going <laughs> no but so look look do I do I do I do I think he's some sort of must start guy on our team no but to have and again he's still only 28 despite the fact that it seems like he's been around forever to have somebody like that to come off the bench I still think he is a valuable part of this team. I mean, you laugh at me all you want. Plus, he's great for content. Oh, he's great for content. content. (laughs) Those calves had a had a an amazing assist. My my other one takes us a little bit away from Liverpool, um, and is uh, focused on on your other sports team, the Jets, one of your other sports teams. And I just have to know: Do we have to? As someone who doesn't actively watch NFL really anymore. I'm curious to know, did the Jets actually blitz eight purposely to tank or yes or what? There they there is they had to have. <laughs> that was Chris, that was the loudest I've cheered for them all season. <laughs> I kid you not. Them blowing that game was the first time all year I stood up and was like, get in there, lads. Come on, come on, blow that game. I swear to God, because the Jets are so bad that I have more faith in the Mets. Think about that. Well, Eric, I'm I'm gonna build on that and see. Are you gonna steal the thunder of the Michigan folks here and the Detroit Lions? <laughs> oh, and 16 season. Are the are the Jets gonna win a game this season? Going, going oh, 16? and 16 guaranteed. They are the worst. <laughs> not not only are they the worst football team I've ever watched, they are the worst team. Wow, I've ever watched. <laughs> wow. 
it's it's lock and, it in and this is not a joke having this sport has totally changed my sport fandom life football our kind even if the jets work kind of good is head and shoulders above all of the sports that we have here and that's a change for me that's only occurred over the last three four years i am very late to the game for sure kind of you're you're still ahead of a lot of people that, yeah, that's, totally and that's sort of, and, 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 and I think that that's what brought me to ATP is I would like to help people bridge that gap. And I think that I have an understanding of where the soccer world can overlap with other things that people here enjoy. And if our jokes and our tweets and our podcast could help people enjoy the sport that much more, that's mm-hmm. sort of what I'm doing here. Awesome. I have one more quick fire to build on that. Who in the Premier League provides the best Twitter content? Ooh, Jack Grealish. Because, <laughs> yeah, but uh, not content that he posts <laughs> personally, but content in general. That man, that man is a content factory. What did he go to court for this week? He had his driver pull up his oh, car yeah, fake out. in front of the court so he could walk in the side. This is a man who knows the game. And I respect that. Depending on what he bad, if he did something bad, I retract everything I just said. Um, oh, he crashed. Yeah, he crashed his uh, Range Rover during lockdown. Yeah, probably. Uh, oh, that's right. after, after. That was after his party. PSA, after doing uh, a PSA about. All right. Well, so yeah. Don't thing. don't drunk drive, but Jack, thank you for all that you do for us. You know, kind of my last question for you, Eric, kind of going along the similar lines. We all know you're big on social media. Um, can you tell us your favorite meme? And your favorite GIF? For ATP, my favorite GIF is the Chappelle Tyrone neck scratch. Oh, Tyrone Biggums. Um, okay. Or it's the Elmo Hellraiser. Those just those just absolutely crack me up. In terms of memes, memes are so fluid that it's sort of hard to like look back on them, right? Like I like there have been two or three new ones to come out this week. I would say of the ones I liked the most this year was it was the one where it's the guy in space oh yes it's 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 two guys in space and one of them looks at earth and he's like it's always or it's like it's all baby yoda and then someone behind him will be like with a gun always has been (laughs) (laughs) it's so good it's such an absurd one the thing with memes is that like where they come from and, and how they start and why they're they're funny to us doesn't make sense to me. So that's why I think you'll see that at ATP, we do less memes and more like pop culture-y type tweets. Uh, but when I can keep up to date with these youths, and I know I'm <laughs> the youngest one on the team, but in terms of memes, I'm very, I'm an old man. So I try to keep up where I can. But uh, yeah, I'd say from this year, it's that space meme. That's a great one. Eric, I'm going to take us off social, bring us back to the game of football and ask you a question. And, and if you could kindly give an answer to this question i want to know why is zidane the best player of all time i was waiting for this one (laughs) (laughs) well so chris do you even know why that you and i go back on him or no like why why i like to shit talk you about him i mean i i it it, the origin never matters to me eric you should know that Ord- so i'm just here to i'm just here to jose Mourinho. chris is for chaos chris is an agent (laughs) of chaos here as I've said on this podcast, I played the game my whole life, but I didn't really watch until I was 24-ish. The first football-watching experience I had was the old 06 World Cup. 
And I specifically remember the semifinal where Fabio Grosso scored against the Germans. That is my first footballing fandom moment of my life. I remember going absolutely ballistic. I never watched the game and to watch my, I mean, my last name is Italiano. I am as fake Italian as you could possibly get. <laughs> it's almost so, as good as Pellegrino Matarat. So. Right. <laughs> so to see my <laughs> club, so, so to see the first, so <laughs> to finally watch a team in the sport I played do that well was thrilling. And then they get to the final uh, against the French. And of course, the number one moment from that game, mm-hmm. as I like to remind Chris, was Zidane in the biggest and final game of his career lost his head. And blew it for his team. Now, Chris will come back to me and say, do you know what Marco Materazzi said? I'll say, it's the World Cup final, baby. That doesn't matter. No, I cool. Damn, I I didn't want to have to go down this rabbit hole, Eric. You, you got you, you got you me back. Up, bro. You brought no, it up, bro. No, no, no. I mean, hey, best like, moment in football, in my opinion. So see, and the fact that you say that astounds me because I'm an agent of chaos, Eric. Yeah, yeah, Chris I, loves chaos, man. He loves spreading that chaos. But he look, loves seeing right. when I watch like clips that. of him, his ball control is unlike anything I've ever seen. I'm sure he's as good as Chris thinks he is, but my number one picture of him is him blowing it for his team. And so I just um, like to stick that to Chris where <laughs> I can. What That's a, fair. What an image of, of Zidane Let me just say, that in that World Cup, the Italians only gave up three goals. The U.S. scored one of them. <laughs> really? <laughs> Gigi. Just for the record. And Buffon is still I think we playing. Drew, we drew Italy at that World Cup. We're the only team they didn't beat. <laughs> just, just FYI. Just with the hard facts. We didn't make it out of the group stage, but it's I fine. like that, though. That's what, Yeah, it's good. So that team was sort of the first team that I ever rooted for. So the fact that you and I both connect to that game in our own ways, I just like to have fun with. It's amazing. Amazing conversation. It will never end, I'm sure. I got one last one, Eric. Miles, yeah, take us away. Red Bulls or NYCFC? Great question. Great question. So as I just said, that 06 team is one of my favorites of all time. So I was at Pirlo's first NYC game, uh, which was very <laughs> cool, which, which, which was very cool for me. But since NYCFC's apparent unwillingness to get rid of what I hear are like fascists in their fans, I have since fully committed to Red Bulls, who are wow. a 20-minute cab ride from where I live. There you go. New the York, games, New Jersey Red Bulls. They're the New York, New Jersey Red Bulls. I would take Jersey. <laughs> so I am a Red Bulls guy. I was actually really looking forward to this season and going to games and mm-hmm. stuff and actually committing myself to MLS. Perhaps I'll do that in this new year. Now that I am a proper soccer fan, it is Red Bulls all day. Were you were you ever a Metro Stars oh. guy? Clint Mathis. Oh, this was long, this was long New York, before. New I, mean, Jersey, I, recall, I recall them being out there uh, simply because of how absurd it was for them to call themselves the New York, New Jersey, whatever. But no, that was long before my time. Well, Eric, um, obviously a, a pleasure to have you on the show today and glad we got to have this discussion. Yeah, this um, was fun, Chris. It's, it's, it's been great to have you. And obviously, uh, to anyone listening, obviously you can find Eric on Twitter at Eric underscore, underscore Atal. And, and again, obviously, if you want to interact with Eric on, on Across the Pond and Steez, he's usually on our Across the Pond Twitter at Across the Pond as well. Yeah. Awesome. Or you can, you can fight with him in Mourinho's Instagram comments. <laughs> Oh, I'm ready. I'm all gas, <laughs> yeah. no breaks. 
Yo, honestly, honestly, we might have to tweet that out, Eric. We got to figure that Listen, out. Listen, <laughs> uh, let, let me just say that uh, this is, you know, it's been a tough year for the sport, but being able to chat it with you guys is something that I look forward to day in and day out. Jess and Jess to bring you on this past year has been an awesome add to our team. You guys have added so much life to what thank we do. You. Chris, thank you for getting eight wildly different people under the same content creating goal. I think I think mm. what we have here is a cool thing in terms of when you think of who we are and where we are and how much time we put into it. Um, so as, just as this year ends, I just want to say thank you all for having me for all these years. It's been a blast. And I hope that we do it for many more years to come, even going across the pond ourselves. Oh, yes. Well, again, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. At Across the Pond on Twitter. Make those picks. Top of the league. Top Eric, of the league. How do you, Liverpool, how do you Liverpool, do that? top of the league. How do you do that, Stuttgart cheer? Just, just oh, one Gates. Auf Gates. Auf Gates, Stuttgart. We'll start doing our German lessons. All right, before y'all. our ATP trip to Germany. I'm going to check. I'm going to search uh, Josie Mourinho on Parlor to see if he's on there. <laughs> <laughs>